Welcome back to the Breakfast Show. You are listening to Faith FM this morning. Uh, the Breakfast Show this morning is Lawson and Mon yep. instead of Lyle and Mon because yep. Lyle is on his annual leave, off with his wife, producer mm. Shell. They are trekking through Australia, seeing the real outback. Uh, they're out in the Simpson Desert having a great time, I imagine. Yeehaw. Haven't heard from them since they left Birdsville. Mm. Uh, they are staying, of course, in our prayers, and we hope that they mm. are safe and having a great time, maybe even listening to the show when they get patches of signal. Lawson, do you know, I just want to say something. Yeah. So yesterday, like you went off to Canberra, mm-hmm. and uh, and you sent in your replacement, which was uh, Pastor Blake Pendant, yeah. who, although it was really great, I didn't know who it was going to be until I got here. Uh-huh. And although he did a great job... I did have to spend six and a half minutes, well, six minutes and 38 seconds to be 100% precise, listening to him, an American, go on about American sport. Yeah, I know. I was listening. So He's talking about free agency trading. Yeah. I think it's only fair that I get to tell you a really cool story about some yarn. Okay. Okay. So, like, last year I went to this yarn store in mm-hmm. Newcastle and uh, and I saw some yarn there that I thought, you know what, my friend Sarah would love a blanket made of that yarn. Um, but they were selling out and I didn't have enough money to get the yarn at the time. So I thought I'll just buy one ball and have it as a placeholder mm-hmm. um, so I can remember it for later because I can always go online and search for it then. So I bought one ball and I tucked it away in my collection somewhere and just forgot about it. <laughs> and then this year I went back to the store um, and I saw that yarn again. And I'm like, there's that yarn I'm going to make for Sarah for, for her for her blanket. And now she's gotten married. So it'll be a perfect wedding present. So I'm going to buy the yarn because they still had five balls left in stock. Yep. And so I bought the last five balls that they had and I took them home and I started working on it. And then yesterday I was searching for something in my room and I found the bag from last year that had the extra ball of it in there. I even realized. So now I have six huge chunky balls of Katina Funky wow. yarn. And now the blanket is going to be so much bigger. Instead of being a five-ball blanket, it's going to be a six-ball blanket. I am enthralled. I know. This is exactly how enthralled I was mm-hmm. with the basketball yesterday. So now yeah. now I feel like I have, I've had my revenge. Yeah. Is there a spiritual application of that? G- uh, because, because, the lost because coin. Like having, Blake, like, yeah. Blake made a spiritual application. <laughs> he, said, he said that we know that you need to go to church plants. Look, Hashtag yeah. self-promotion. Yeah. What a guy. <laughs> what a man. What are you going to do? Yeah, well, this is all about patience and good things come to those who wait. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yeah. Fully. I waited like almost a whole year. And look, now I have six pours instead of five. <laughs> yeah. Delayed gratification. That's what it's all about. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. I'm good now for another, like, I don't know, two or three weeks. I don't need to talk about yarn for a bit. Can yeah. I tell you a story? Oh, mercy. Yeah. No, this is a, this is a story about the Bible, actually. Oh, okay. And partic- in particular, a Bible. Mm-hmm. So I went down to uh, to Canberra, and on the way there, we stopped at Goulburn at my friend's grandparents' place, and we celebrated their birthday there, and it was amazing. It was just the best. They were so nice, and they just loved me. Um, and <laughs> they just loved on me. They were just like, yeah. Lawson, have all this stuff, eat all this food. We love you. Those people are the best people. And I'm just like, I love you too. Like, can, can, I, st- can I stay? Like, um, but then we went down to we got down to Canberra on on Sunday morning, and when when we're on the way there, my friend was like, "Oh, a bunch of my friends are currently at a bookshop buying secondhand books. You want to go and meet up with them real quick before we go and get lunch?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." So we went to this secondhand book short uh, book store mm-hmm. and we walked in and it was like this crazy thing like it wasn't Dewey Decimal System man it was just like oh, yeah. sections Where space, of, chuck it. yeah 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 and it was just books on books on books like this thing there's just mountains of books but they had this one particular cabinet oh we went to the religious section we're looking at some really cool religious books they had like some atlases and stuff and then beside the religious section was the Jewish history section and there was Josephus uh, sorry Josephus. There was jo- there was Josephus actually, which I was surprised about. But there were also was the Diary of Anne Frank, which I bought because Ooh. I've been told that that is an incredibly yes. powerful book. So I was like, "Yep, I want to read that." So I bought it, and it was super cheap copy. It was a secondhand copy for like two dollars fifty. Oh, nice! So I was like, "Yeah, awesome." But then there's a section that's locked, and that's all of the the best condition books that they don't have stacked with all the other books. And in that cabinet was. A King James Bible, like a giant. Family, like an old school family Bible? Yeah, family Bible with like, you know, gold 
plated and yes. and I'm like, hey, can I can I look at that? And I'm like, not expecting to buy it at all. I start flipping through it. You know, it's got illustrations of all the stories and 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 especially when you get to Revelation, there's like an illustration nearly every single page. Like, oh yeah, just yeah, illustrations. The and this is the thing. I went to the front because I'm like, oh, this is a secondhand book. It's going to have like you know, this is the kind of family Bible that has like you know the birth dates of each family member uh-huh. and everything in uh-huh. it, and it had nothing in it. Really? Brand new. Brand spanking new. This is like, I reckon it's up there. It's like a three-figure Bible. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Easily. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking right now, too. Um, You know, it's not colored il- illustrations, so that brings it down a little bit. But just the quality of this Bible. I was like, this is awesome. And so, I'm like, oh, the price on this is probably you know, going to be pretty high. Flick out to the front of the book. It's got a little piece. Of, they, sh- they didn't put a sticker because they don't want to imprint it with a sticker and, and ruin the quality. Mm-hmm. There's a little piece of paper in there that says $23.50. What? And I was like, no way. And I just impulse bought the heck out of it. I was just <laughs> like, I need this Bible, lady. And and the friend that I was down there with, she always makes fun of me because I'm like, she's like, you're the person that ads are made for. Because I just yeah. like, I just like, <laughs> I'm yep. just such an impulse buyer. And I was like, but it's the Bible and such a good price. And she started making fun of me at first. And then she was like, oh man, can we go Harbsies in this Bible? So <laughs> to share it. So we can share it because it is an amazing Bible. And then it was cool. On the way back, we we're like reading stories out of it. And it's King James. It's all fancy. And it's just like, ah. Oh. Amazing. Yeah, do you know, Bibles are one of the easiest things to talk yourself into impulse buying. Oh, 100%. The Bible. I bought it. That's the thing, though. Like, I bought a $200 study Bible earlier this year, and I talked myself I into it. I was there I, when you bought I it. I impulse bought that. And so, a $24 KJV family Bible with illustrations, something yeah. like that's mint condition. I, like, how was I going to talk myself out of that? Look, listeners, everyone, every family should have a beautiful family Bible. Mm. And if you are actually interested in buying a new family Bible for your Bible, um, for your family, which is a great tra- um, tradition to start to have, you know, um, to keep your keep your kids, you know, write mm. their birth dates in the front, like make them part of the, the Bible experience, part of the worship experience. Uh, you can actually buy uh, these beautiful family Bibles um, from our local LEs, our literature evangelists. We've actually um, interviewed them live on air before, even just last week. Uh, so Paul Kachansky is... The the kingpin Bible uh, Ellie <laughs> Bible worker uh, here in the uh, in the region in Australia. So give him a call. His number is zero four one zero one three two four nine one. That's zero four one zero one three two four nine one. Or just call us here at one at one hundred Faith FM, and we'll give you Paul Gachansky's mm. number, and you can get your own beautiful, mm. amazing family Bible to start your own family. And if you didn't know. With. Paul Kachansky is is running our op shop and juice bar at Raymond Terrace Mission. So exciting! So, so we're getting that together. If you if you want food, if you want cheap clothes, come to Raymond Terrace Mission. Juice, get it. Get get yeah. get get juice. Get smoothies. Get cheap clothes. We love you. I'll be definitely hang definitely out. visiting. Hang out with us. I'll be visiting old Paul Kochan Co- for Co-chan. some fresh juice. Oh, nice! Yeah. It's gonna yeah, go hard. Well, we're in the encounter with God time, but yes. we still haven't done the next clue for the quiz. Oh, ha, ha. <laughs> left you hanging, left you hanging. Okay, let me hit you with that quiz clue. This is a Who Am I quiz. We've already told you clues number one and two. Uh, now I'm going to give you clue number three. If you know the answer, give us a call as soon as you can uh, because you can win a copy of the Breakfast <sighs> Book by Sue wow. Rad. Uh, so clue number three, I deserted Paul and Barnabas in Pamphylia. Oh. Not Paul Kachansky, but a different Paul. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're Paul the the heck, Apostle. That's such a sad story. I deserted Paul and Barnabas in Pamphylia. That's the thing, is that, like, in that story, I'm not going to give away who it is, but he deserts them, and then Paul's like, he sucks, and then he does, and then he comes back and Paul, like, redeems him, and they hang out again. And yeah, it's like, yeah. It's like, they cause a bit of contention between Paul mm, and Barnabas. Mm. Yeah. And I like to think that from a from a sorry situation, good things came. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. good things came. We definitely know good things came from this person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big well and truly. time. It's a great story of um, spiritual growth and mm-hmm. how we shouldn't expect other people to always be 100% ready and 100% yeah. where we're at. Just on point. And not to write them off and think they're useless because they can. Mm. Um, they're still growing and they will eventually, you know, be more and do more. Yeah, they will. Yeah. But so, of course... So, 
Oh, sorry. Did you know that we have already started our brand new um, lesson pamphlet for this quarter? Yeah, I did yeah. know that. Have you looked at it? It's so good. It's cool. It's called uh, The Least of These, I believe. Yeah, yeah. And Isn't it's that like, such an amazing thing? Oh, yeah, I'm so keen to get in, to study, to look at what this is, because obviously we're talking about some of the teachings of Jesus, and it's going to be amazing. Let's do it. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. All right, let's jump into it. All right. So, I just, I just want to ask you a question. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, do you ever just wish... Yes. ...you could go back and live oh. in the Garden of Eden? Yes. Like, all the time? Yes, absolutely. Like, uh, it's so... Well, gnarly. Yeah. Like just, it depends on which part you mean. I don't want to. I don't want to see the fall. I don't want to see the fall. Exactly. No. I mean. I mean. Like. I'm talking priests in yeah, uh, planet absolutely. Earth. But you know what? I don't wish that too hard because I know I'm going to see. It. I know it's a reality. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. But it's mm-hmm. just. But it's just like. Oh, this is nearly like a. A homesickness. I feel like sometimes. Amen. And that's I, what we should feel. I was talking with this about this with my friend in the car as we were driving back from Canberra. Like, um, we're both very young and we're both in kind of transitional periods in our lives like we don't have our career path yet mm-hmm. um she's 18 i'm 20 she's working for the church as a volunteer i'm working for the church as a as you know a bible worker um which is you know a, a long-term kind of thing for me and we're talking about careers and stuff and it's like oh you know when it comes to oh what am i called to do by god you know that, that god kind of shows you that but then i was trying to ask her like what do you want to do? Mm. And we're just sitting there thinking, and it just like came to both of us straight away. Like we both said, we're just like, can't just want to go to heaven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I kind of yep. just want Jesus mm-hmm. to come back and I kind of just want to like to spend time with God. You know, I think there's a, there's a lot of amazing things you can do on this earth in, in, in this, yes. in its current yep. state now. You know, I, 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 I know for myself, one of my big hobbies is I love music, for example. Mm-hmm. I love playing guitar and singing, and the maj- great majority of that is me singing to God or singing about God. I'm, I'm a worship leader at my church. I love singing. I love just, ugh, I just love praising God in that way. But it just doesn't satisfy the way that I think heaven could, you know? Like, I'm just like, yeah, this is great. This is awesome. But eventually I get tired of singing and I go and do something else and, you know, go to sleep and, you know, like, oh, and, and the context for that is um, when I first started learning guitar, I was so into it that I would lay in bed and play guitar as I fell asleep because I would just be like trying to get good as mm-hmm, possible. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be playing guitar and I'd be singing all the way until I'd literally just be so tired. I'd be like 11 o'clock at night and I'd be like, oh, I'm really tired. So I'd just put my guitar beside me and just fall asleep. And straight up for like four or five weeks straight, I just slept with my guitar beside me and I just got into this habit of not rolling over because I knew I was going to crush my guitar. <laughs> and so, and that's the thing. Like, I love singing to God. I love doing that so much. And, the, you know, uh, there's people who have other hobbies that are just incredibly amazing. It's like, yeah, I, I just love doing this thing. But it's like, man, it just doesn't even come close to think about what heaven will be like because ultimately, you know, we expend energy and we get tired and we have to maintenance and, 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 and maintain and go forward. And, and you know, it, if we pull this into the philosophical realm, it's like life is just suffering until you die, you know, it's, which is kind of sad, but it's it's true. You know, we're con- constantly expending expending, sorry, um, energy and getting older and older and, and, and less and, and weaker and weaker until we eventually pass on, um, until we eventually pass away. And so it's like we're kind of in this place then of like nothing is really as good as it could be because, you know, there's, there's always that, that tinge of, of – um, there's always that tinge of like, oh, it's just – it's just not 100%. In fact – Monica, mm. can I use my guitar to explain this to you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad you actually brought. I your brought guitar my guitar into the into studio. studio I keep bugging you to bring that thing into the studio and play for us because I, I love it when you play. And you've been playing in between uh, the segments here this morning while the songs are on. And I've mm-hmm. just been having you know a wonderful, blessed time listening. So when you play an, an instrument, um, this is this is my guitar. By the way, I'll let you know that it's here with this little sound. 
Uh-huh. So that that's my guitar. And um, when you when you play a particular instrument or, or whatever, um, this is more of... I'm going to be talking a little bit about music theory. So in, in music theory, um, you have what's called major and minor, right? And yes. that's like you have like a, like a happy major chord. And then you have it's like sad-ish minor chord, which is like... And you can hear the difference between those, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Oh, oh, there we go. Um, so you have major and minor, and there's kind of this like interesting difference there. And, and people use those techniques or techniques of major and major to compose songs, you know. And you have cool chord progressions where there's a progression up and a progression down and a progression up, you know, of, of major and minor, happy and sad. With, for example, the most classic progression ever is, um, you know, G, C, E minor, D. And here it's like happy. Happy, sad, you know, like all somber, uh-huh, uh-huh. happy again, and then resolves back into the G, which is the the first chord of the the G scale. And so it's like, um, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like happy, sad, major, minor. But then there's this other musical term called what, what's called consonance and dissonance. And now this is more technical. This is we're getting into the realms of of jazz here. And essentially, consonance and dissonance represents the stability. Of a chord. And you might be sitting there and you might be like, oh, what does that even mean? But I'm going to explain it. Okay. Okay, good. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not musical. So, so, so when on. something's completely consonant, it means it's completely harmonious. And then as it becomes less harmonious, it becomes more dissonant. So I'll play something that's completely consonant. This is a D chord. And that's completely, you know, ha, D, it's happy, it's cool. But now if I was to play a D major 7, and that's a little bit more dissonant. And you hear that? Oh, There's yes, like I that, see, yeah. that change in tone right there. Uh-huh. And now if I play what's called a D7, and it's like, oh, a little bit, you know, it's more dissonant. It needs to resolve somewhere. It needs, uh-huh. to, it needs to go somewhere. And then, you know, that could go, you know, into a G. And so this is like, it's this it's this. Another interesting musical technique. So people use major and minor, but then they also use consonants and dissonance to build and, and create tension, um, and then and then release it. And they, they do this a lot in jazz. You know, um, you know, playing like really cool little. Just stuff like that, you know, where they, they use consonants and dissonance. And it's just interesting, cool little thing. And it's the place that we're living in, you know, the, the, how this is. I've got to relate this back to Jesus. I've got to, got to thread this back to, Go on. to Jesus. Take it home. The way that we're, that, that we're living at the moment, we, we live in a world of sin. And practically what that looks like as a Christian is like we are sinful human beings living in a sinful world who are now following Jesus and trying to be sinless. And it's like, oh, there's just so much topsy-turviness going on with that. Like, there's so much hardness. And, and, and when you read the Bible, it has these just totally oxymoronical statements like, um, you, you know, um, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That wouldn't be a reality without sin, but because sin exists... It is. And that's like now the world, because of that, it's that little bit more, you know, you can find happiness in God. You can find joy and peace and love, but it's just that little bit more, that little bit more, ooh, dissonant. It's like, ah, oh, this just, it's, it's, this is a D chord, but it's not what it could be. It could be completely harmonious, but it's, it's like, ah, oh, and that's kind of where we're at in the world. And that's kind of where we're at with God. You know, he's, he's made the sacrifice for us. He's done everything for us. He's like just the ultimate, most amazing God ever. And he's done everything he possibly can to save us. And we can take that sacrifice of Jesus and, and we can walk in the light while we have it. And, 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 you know, both you and I and many people listening to the show and many people across Australia and across the world can testify to how good God is because he's changed their life. And, and it's, it's amazing. And Jesus is awesome. But it's still like we still live in this sinful world. We're still struggling. We're still having such a hard time. And it's like, oh, man, I just want to get back to heaven, you know? I want to get back to the harmonious heaven. I want to get back to, to where everything is good. 
And we're close. We're almost home. And praise the Lord mm. that we're heading that direction. Of course, um, things are going to start to get real dissonant once, um, you know, like we're, we're heading in a world that's, that's, that's on the brink of destruction, you know, and that's pulling itself apart. And it's like, oh man, like this is going to get worse and worse and worse and then it'll get better. That's, you know, you sort of major, you know, minor sort of things. <laughs> I love that I've got my guitar in here and I can use it. This to, is a really great analogy. I'm really enjoying this. An amazing thing. analogy. But it's like, oh, man, it would just be so good, you know, because how good God is, like, it's just it's just that little bit tainted by the fact that we live in a sinful world and bad things happen. And it's like, man, how I'd love to just get back to that state that we were in in Eden. Right now, this is Savannah Ellis with Love Never Let Me Go. We'll come back to this study right after this.
welcome back to Faith FM. We are continuing on with our encounter with God here, our Bible study. And you would have heard me if you were listening in the last segment. We've been been playing a little bit of guitar. I loved and, it. And we're gonna we're gonna be you know explaining that and going a little bit deeper with that. But before we do that, we have another yes. clue for the quiz. In diddly diddly die, we do 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 do. <laughs> Ah, Lawson, you have already answered this, so good on you. But for the rest of the listening population, let me just cover up my uniform here so no one can see where I work. It's really hard to do. <laughs> Hang on. Well, it's all right. You can all know where I work. I, uh, I, I work at Raymond Terrace Mission Adventist Church. You should come along. We do free breakfast and lunch on Saturdays, as well as an amazing church service. So I just don't want, I just don't want to get in trouble putting another brand's... Um, logo <laughs> on the Faith of me, um, social media. Okay, 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 I'm ready. Okay, so this is clue number four. Who am I? I'm also known as John. Give us Ooh. a call if you know who that is. Ooh. Yeah, so who is also known as John? 1-800-FAITH-FM is our number. 1-800-324-843. Snag yourself a copy of The Breakfast Book by Sue <clears throat> Rad. It's... Pretty rare. So rare. Yeah. yeah. No, I consider myself um, what I like to call a seventh day radventist. <laughs> You're hilarious. Did you get that from Blake? Because Blake yesterday. No, was I telling, came it up. I came up with it. Blake yesterday was telling me a little bit about how um, his lineage, like his in, in his like his fa- his uh, parents and grandparents and so forth, they're tadventists. <laughs> And I've heard of bad Ventus and I've heard of sad Ventus, but I hadn't heard of tad Ventus. What's a tad Ventus? Like someone who's only like a tad. Oh, they're yeah. a little bit like adventist. Like a pew warmer. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. And anyway. Lawson's out here throwing shuckers and riding skateboards because yeah. he's a rad Ventus. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> continuing on with the Bible study. Uh, <laughs> Let's do our 20 million movement, yes. So, we're talking about this whole concept of consonance and dissonance. And what I mean by that, um, the full term there is, is harmon- uh, no, it's harm- harmonic, ha- harmony. Harmonious? No. Harmonic. Harmonic consonance and dissonance. Yeah, okay, that's yeah, the right yeah, word. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. I'm like no, you're freaking right. out. No, you're right. Harmonic consonance and dissonance. Um, because, you know, consonance and dissonance actually work. I don't know if you've heard of the different kinds of consonance and dissonance. Have you heard of what's called cognitive dissonance? I'm telling you right now, as soon as you stop saying the words like harmony and melody, you lost me. <laughs> okay. But have you heard of the word, you know, cognitive I've, Yeah, I've heard of example. these words in different um, mm-hmm. meanings, but mm-hmm. not in musical terms. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, cognitive dissonance is when someone says they're going to do something and then their actions, you know, don't reflect who they say that they are and, and that kind of thing. And so dissonance in harmonic terms kind of works like that but not really but yes uh, but anyways yeah so we're talking a little bit about dissonance and how we live in a world i'm just going to explain it if 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 you weren't listening in the last one, i'm just going to play this chord and just do a little so lawson's got his guitar here live in the studio and he, yeah yeah we'd love so it. i was playing before i was like this is a perfectly harmonious um d chord perfectly harmonious d chord and then if i start to become more hum harmonically dissonant then it would be like yeah and then if I was to go more it'd be and it starts becoming less stable and less stable um until you know it's very that that's what's called an unresolved chord and it needs to go somewhere and that would resolve into it and you can D, hear for it. example yeah, yeah and you can hear that kind of thing I was, I was relating that to our world and how we live in this world that's that's you know god is so good and god is so ma- amazing and god has just done all this stuff yet is just like full of sin and we're struggling and and of course you know we've talked about this so much on the radio it's all up to freedom of choice like it was our choice to put ourselves here like you know god didn't choose this and then god has done everything that he possibly can to get us out of this situation in his love and in his grace um and in his mercy but i just wanted to 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 read a little snippet from one of the most epic chapters in the Bible, one of the most beloved chapters in the Bible because it is known as the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. So, 1 Corinthians 13, interesting, you know, little, little chapter. Um, and, you know, this is often recited at weddings. It's like it's the lovey-dovey chapter, but it's also just a powerful explanation of God's love. And, but also the love that we should have for one another. You know, it goes through, it's like, love is, is you know, 
Uh, sorry. It says, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Love is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices. What does it say there? Rejoices in what, Monica? I don't know. I'm looking at my crochet. Oh, okay. Well, it rejoices in the truth. The truth. It rejoices. <laughs> it rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. And so we see this description of love, right? You know, it's patient. It's it's kind. It's like all these amazing things. It's perfect. It's perfect love. Okay. And it's like, you know, Paul is describing like, oh, this is what God's love for you is like. And this is the love that we should have for one another that's what it should be like but then he goes on to say for now we know in part and we prophesy in part um uh what does it say yeah in verse 12 it says for now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face we're still seeing love you know even though we know it it's just such a profound description of how good love is we're only seeing it in part we're only seeing it dimly because of, you know, the, 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 the gaze of sin and, the, you know, how it just ruins everything. And this is a bit that makes us want to go to heaven because we want to see it clearly. We want to see, like, perfect love. And we, want, we, want, we don't want to see through it, you know, mm. a glass darkly. We want to be illuminated. Mm. Yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, we're just living in this place where it's... And, and, yeah, that text perfectly gets that where it's like, oh, it, it speaks uh, so harmonically you know sorry so harmonically harmoniously harmoniously and it's like yes and it's just like love is so good there's you know there's no there's no there's no hiccups you know it's not puffed up there's you know if 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 someone is doing something like because there's a lot of different sort of factors here there's a lot of different standards you know it's not envious it's not puffed up it's not rude and all these things it's like you know if anyone is doing one of these things then you know it's no longer harmonious love um but still but still, we live in this world of sin. We don't see what love is is really like. And it's like for us as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus, man, we have such a hope in heaven. And I love just a few chapters later in 1 Corinthians 15. It's like, you know, do not, you know, and it says, For I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those who have no hope. And it's basically saying, like, oh, for those who have died in Christ, like, don't be sad because, man, we're going to see them in the clouds and their next experience is going to, they're not going to be dealing with sin any longer. Their next experience is going to be the harmonious, just incredible love of God. And it's like, amen, hallelujah, let's just get there. Let's get this done. Um, and I, you know, I'd love to go on and talk about, man, oh, how can we hasten the second coming of Jesus Christ? Well, Read the great, well, read Matthew 24, verse 14, and this gospel will be preached to the world, and then the end will come. Like, we have a mission to do. And I think as Seventh day Adventists, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not only our hope, it's also our high calling. It's our high calling. Mm. Uh, you know, as a Seventh day Adventist, we believe in this whole holistic health, you know, holistic living. Like, we believe, you know, to strive for the excellence that God has called us to. Not from a legalism perspective, but, you know, I've been talking about the inherent blessings of. Of, of following God and keeping his law. It's like God just wants us to live better life. So he's like gives us light that, hey, I I want you to, to, to consume this kind of food because it will be better for you. We have a very holistic message, and, you know, that, that entails the law of God, that entails health, that entails, um, you know, our theology and, and everything. It's a very amazing holistic message. And then it's just like, man, even if we keep that to the best of our ability, we're still, still just going to be a little bit dissonant, still going to be through. A mirror dimly, but then one day we're going to see face to face. No more dissonance, just consonance, just harmonious love, and that's awesome. So I'm really looking forward to that. Right now, this is Carter and Carter with somebody bigger than you and I. Who made the mountain? Who made the tree? Who made the river flow to the sea? And who hung the moon in the starry sky? Somebody bigger than you and I. 
makes the flowers bloom in the spring. Who writes this song for the robin to sing? And who sends the rain when the earth is dry? Somebody bigger than you. Lights the way when the road is long. He keeps you company, and with his love to guide you, he walks beside you, just like he walks with me. God can change my life. I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshiping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at ten a.m. Service at eleven a.m. And guess what? That's followed by. Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. <laughs> well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh Day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Are you looking for free, wholesome fun for the kids these school holidays? Maitland Church is having its winter break frog fun day again for six to nine-year-olds. What do you mean frog, Lyle? Is this a fun day for amphibians? No. Frog stands for fully relying on God. And this holiday's theme is Dare to be Different. Activities include songs, Bible stories, crafts and snacks. This is a one-day-only special event on Wednesday, the 10th of July, starting at 9am. To register your kids, call 0411 The address is 72 Brunswick Street, East Maitland. Kids, you are welcome to bring all your friends, but book now as spaces are limited. That number again, 0411 You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Thanks. 
seeds of sin and our guilt Yonder on Calvary's mount outpour There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within That is greater than all our sin Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe You who are longing to see His face Will you this moment His grace receive? Welcome back to Faith FM. That was Bart Milliard with Grace That Is Greater. We've come to the time of the question of the day, but before we get into it, we have another clue for the quiz. I want to say our last clue for our quiz this morning. Ooh, here we go. Uh, who Am I quiz is going to start getting super easy. Uh, if you want to win the prize, breakfast book by Sue Arad. The time to call is upon you. The time is now. 1-800-FAITH-FM. Here's our last clue. I am credited with writing the second book of the New Testament. I'm credited with writing the second book of the New Testament. Give us a call, 1-800-FAITH-FM, or you can text 0491-064-669. Lawson, we have such an interesting question that's come in. Mm -hmm. I want to say, do you know what? Just any question you have, doesn't matter what you think about it, just give us a call. We're more than happy to uh, to give it a bell. Uh, This morning, I think they've been reading Matthew chapter Mm 5, because the question is, do I need to cut off my hand to be a Christian? <laughs> yeah, which I think re- refers to, I think it's verse 30. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew five. chapter 5. Well, this um, this whole passage here, this, this little section of the passage here that's, you know, if you've got a New King James Bible, it sort of segments different different teachings in the in because of course we're talking about Matthew chapter 5 sermon on the mount one of the greatest sermons ever preached one of the most authoritative sermons i think ever preached of like this is what it means to live the christian life and in particular here jesus is talking about the practical application of not sinning essentially like what does it look like not to sin and and we should read around this to get a full understanding the bible says in matthew chapter 5 starting verse 27 you have heard it said uh, you've heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for, for her has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you. For it is profitable for you that you that one of your members perish than for, you, for your whole body to be cast into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and cast it from you. For it is more profitable for you that one of your members perish than for you to enter into hell. 
um, whole. And so Jesus here, he gives this little little analogy, talks about you know this this whole cutting off. Um, I think we just have to look here. You know, is, we have to ask the question: Is this is this um, literal, or is this some kind of analogy? Is this some kind of metaphor? Um, and I think you can you can start to see that is it, it, it is extremely metaphorical in nature. And what Jesus is is trying to get to ultimately is how do we how do we respond to sin? You know, like so he's like, okay, it's a sin to look unto women to lust after them. How do I respond to that? Um, as a human being, and he uses a very, very, you could say, uh, a little bit crude, a little bit over the top of a, of an explanation of a of an answer to try and just bring to the attention of the people who are listening to him preach what lengths that you should go to to try and avoid sin, because sin is sin is an extremely serious thing. Sin is terrible. Sin hurts people, and it's like I, I think you know there are a great deal of Christians nowadays that's like, oh, we live under the dispensation of grace, like we're all good. If I fall, it's okay, and it's like, yeah, I, I guess, amen, hallelujah. Like if we do fall, we can always come back to God. But God is striving for something better in us. He wants us to live a more holy, sanctified life in which we don't sin, so that we don't hurt ourselves and we don't hurt others. That's you know that's that's Jesus's game. That's like the one of the main roles and purposes of the Holy Spirit is to write the laws on our hearts so that we can keep it. But what Jesus is getting at here is like, hey, if if you got something in your life which is causing you to stumble, if you got something in your life like, for example, like he's like, oh, so you know, to to look out into a woman and lust after them, that's sin. And it's like you do that with the eyes. So if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck it out. Is he saying literally? He's like, no. Um, but he's saying do everything that you can. To get away from sin, it's sort of like it's sort of like giving a value. Like you have to value heaven so much more than anything, mm. even more than your own physical body. And it's like it's like better to enter life. I love how it says here. It's like better to enter life. You know, better to maimed. enter like then, then to life, go, yeah. maimed to than to go to heaven. hell. Like than to go to hell like full bodied because yeah. it's like. That's what it is. Oh, I just love thinking about this. And I'll- I think you also have to realize that just because you chop mm. off one of your limbs doesn't actually mean you can stop sinning. Because sinning starts in the brain, right? Mm. So ultimately, like, look, what do we need to do? What do we need to do? It's like we need to do everything we can to stay away from sin because it's not going to help us. It's not profitable for anything. You know, the Bible says that the uh, the wrath of man is not profitable to the righteousness of God. You know, it's like... Us thinking that we can just live a life that's like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, I guess I follow Jesus, but I do what I want. Like, no, it's, God has so much better for you. God has loves you so much more than to leave you in a place in which you're sinning. And I love here, like, he makes he makes this point. He's like, oh, yeah. But then it's, it's Jesus him, himself who goes on to say, like, pray for the helper and he will abide in you and he will be able to help you to keep my statutes and to keep, you know, my law. Like, like God isn't just sort of dumping you. Um, he's helping you with it all. Right now, this is Matt Minicus um, featuring Clint McCoy with Higher Ground. On the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and I shall stand by faith on heaven's table land. That I have found The Lord plant my feet on higher ground My heart has no desire to stay Where doubts arise and fears dismay Though some may dwell where these abound But my prayer, my aim is higher ground Lord, lift me up and I shall stand By faith on heaven's table land In a higher plane that I have found Lord, plant my feet 
above the world Though Satan's darts at me are hurled For faith has caught the joyful sound The song of saints on higher ground Lord, lift me up and I shall stand By faith on heaven's table land And a higher plane that I have found Lord, plant my feet on higher ground Welcome back to Faith FM. We have come to, of course, the end of our show, which is pretty sad. Yeah, I just snuck into the last minute. Uh, Salome has won the uh, the quiz. Congratulations and well done. The answer, of course, was Brother Mark. Oh, yeah, Brother Young Mark. Mark. Yes. Young Mark. Uh, so a copy of the Breakfast Book by Sue Rad coming mm-hmm. your way today. Yeah. And, and that's been gone, but do you know what? We have what? another prize oh, heading yes. out right because now. Because we give away free stuff all the time. Twice a day, we give away free mm. stuff. This yes. is why our show is the bangingest show on radio right now. <laughs> bangingest show. Two prizes every show. Like that's worth tuning in for. I'm telling you right 100%. now. 100%. Like tuning into this is where the winners are at. And that's the thing though. These prizes are so good. Yeah. They're like change your life good. Yeah. Like get like helping you to heaven kind of good. Yeah. So first person to call through right now on 1-800-FAITH-FM will snap a copy of The Passion of Love. He did it for you. And uh, this is this is an incredible story. It's an account of um, uh, Jesus' crucifixion. Mm. It starts in the Garden of Gethsemane and uh, and goes through um, just you know the true meaning of the word passion and the mm. true passion of Jesus Christ. And uh, if you want to know like what the true meaning of love is, you need to open this book and, and, and read it. This mm. is uh, The Passion of Love. He did it for you. It's written by E.G. White. Uh, this book will, is riveting. It'll have you pinned to your seat, mm. um, and it'll it'll just speak to your heart. So give us a call now, 1-800-324-843, um, or you can text 0491064669. We have one copy to give away. First person will snap it. Mm, amen, of course. Yeah. If you want to study the Bible, yeah. you can also call Get us for the same number, 1-800-FAITH-FM. We can hook you up with a variety of different Bible studies in a variety of different formats, uh, however it is that you like to study the best. We'll be back tomorrow morning after 7 o'clock.